Today's episode is episode 189 of Unconventional Humans Podcast. Today's episode is called Mimetic Mimetic Desire. So, this is a concept that was created by the French polymath, historian, literary critic and philosopher of social science, Brené Girard. This concept talks about human desire and it talks about our tendency to mimic what other people desire. So it's this idea that we come into this world, don't know who we are, and we don't know what we truly desire. So the natural thing to do is to mimic what other people desire. So we take on their desires as our own. This is at the heart of what this theory is about. And so this is something I wanted to think about recently. Looked into René Girard a bit more. He also talked about scapegoating. Scapegoating tied into this mimetic desire because built into mimetic desire is the idea that somebody else needs to desire what you desire for you to want to desire it. Sounds a bit of a mindfuck there, but it's pretty simple. It's even related to attraction. So two men are attracted to the same woman. And so one man sees the other man is attracted to the woman. It actually reinforces his desire for the woman. Whereas if you desire a woman and you see the other man doesn't desire the woman, there's less of a, a magnetism there. There's less of a an attraction, less of a desire. And so the scapegoating was another theory he expanded on. And that's most evident in groups when they're looking for somebody to blame. Just an example of it would have been World War II, Nazi Germany, Adolf Hitler and the Nazis used the Jews as a scapegoat for all the problems. They pinned all the problems, anything on, on, the, on the Jews. So I came across this recently because I was just thinking about social media and the effects of it and by chance I paid attention then to a video I saw on YouTube about how social media changes your brain. It was a video from Big Think. I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to check it out. But they started talking about mimetic desire. That's how I started coming across Rene Girard then. That's how things happen. So in the video it talks about how we've gone from people who potentially had maybe mimetic models in the tens to having mimetic models today in the millions, primarily because of social media, how that landscape has changed, how it's changed the mimetic landscape. It talks about that in the video, and in the video it gives two different types of mimetic desire. So it talks about the external mediator of desire. And these are the people you don't know. These are people like celebrities, people on social media, that you don't actually know, yet you can still compare yourself to. And they can be real or they can be fictional even as well. So it's maybe even somebody in a movie, not even a real person, but you're comparing yourself to them. It's actually how I think it shapes quite a bit of our lives when I really think about it. The people I admire, even in movies, they can be fictional people. I feel at some level, at a more unconscious level, the desire is there to imitate these people to be like them. 
it's worth just thinking about. So the thing is with the external mediator of desire, even though I might compare myself to these well-known people on social media, and I think the comparing here is it's more an unconscious feeling level more than an actual thinking level. Like when I'm looking at social media or if I'm on YouTube watching things, I'm not consciously thinking to myself that I'd like to be like this person. Why can't I be like this person? It's more that of a feeling of inadequacy, I think more than anything. So, yeah, so recently I've been just, I suppose I've been interested in looking at this a bit more at the moment because I've been consi- I've taken a break from social media, social platforms. I'm just on YouTube now and on Anchor just to post a podcast because I get a lot out of doing these podcasts. But I, something that's always bothered me for a while, kind of picking at me, was that what do I actually get from posting on social media? And I've tried to stop posting every now and again, but I always find my find some reason to go back on it. This time I decided I'm going to give it a break for a while, a few months, and just see how I feel. Because I feel like it's so easy to get sucked into the unconscious pull for dopamine hits and then to rationalize it, saying, like, that's how I used to get pulled back on all the time, is that I come up with a reason that wasn't to do with that so just to get me back on there and it was obviously a plausible reason for me at the time I don't even know what the reasons were but I think actually a lot of it is that I had the idea that if you're going to do a podcast or you're going to write books you need to be on social media for it to be successful which is probably true in this day and age but that doesn't really question the level of what do I actually get out of doing the podcast and the books more on an actual fulfillment level so this is actually a good question to ask yourself it mentions it in the video so will doing this thing will it bring me real fulfillment or is it just another dopamine hit and then the other thing is am i lusting after a lifestyle i will never have they're useful questions they're questions that i'm reflecting on right now I think I've been reflecting on it already, maybe and just worded differently. But when I really think about it, I think my assumption of being on social media is that if I put it out there more, more people will find it, and then eventually this will turn into a lifestyle for me. But that's not really living in the real world. Even if I sold a lot of books, it's, I'm not going to be a. I'm not going to be a full-time writer and is that even what I want I quite like I quite enjoy programming but a lot of years into programming I quite enjoy that too so that's why I'm talking about mimetic desire today because I I feel like a large part of my confusion is built around mimetic desire it's desiring things that I think I should desire taking on board other people's desires so it's a it's an interesting thing to think about the second point then in this video it's about internal mediators of desire so these aren't the people online these are the people that you actually meet in your day-to-day reality so they're your friends your family they're your workplace people in the workplace so these are actually realistic and these are actually the people we said like they're actually the benchmarks we set ourselves or set ourselves with but the internal mediators of desire even though they're more realistic they're actually 
I feel like they're they're the ones that actually, for better or for worse, they cut more because they're actually realistic. Because I think I could be on social media comparing myself to these people I see on social media, but at some level, I don't really take it to heart so much because I don't expect myself to be on their level. And also, at some level, I realize I don't even know these people, so no idea about them. But the people I meet in my day-to-day reality, it does feel like I, I, I should at least know them better. And if I'm comparing them myself negatively to them, it will cut deeper because it feels like I should be at I should actually be at a better level. So that's the internal mediators of desire. And external mediators of desire. They're the two distinctions they had in the video. When I tie this to my own life again, mimetic desire, talk about FOMO. This is a topic, or this is a concept that I first heard of in university. FOMO, fear of missing out. And I feel like FOMO links, ties in a lot with mimetic desire. I feel like FOMO is built around other people's desires. So I, if I think about it, I think FOMO actually, it describes mimetic desire. Because if I really wanted to go somewhere, I would just go somewhere. That's the thing about mimetic desire and these types of desires. They're indirect. So it's people just not being direct and straightforward with their desires. It's actually just, it's indirect kind of desire. So let's come back to that. FOMO actually made me think of that, that I heard that about mimetic desire. So with FOMO, if I really wanted to go somewhere, I would just go there. So there'd be no FOMO there to begin with. But if I felt like I should go somewhere and that if I don't go, I'm missing out, that is fear of missing out. The only reason I want to go there is because I feel like other people desire that too. They want to be there too. So it's, it's built around this bubble of desire. And yeah, actually, I think that I'm going to keep that in mind from now on, actually, when it comes to fear of missing out. In my experience, fear of missing out is usually it's a fear, it's illusionary, it's a fear of missing out on nothing. Most ninety nine percent of the time you're missing out on nothing, so it's not even worth thinking about half the time. Even with the fear of missing out on things, if I tie it to the people I would have fear of missing out on wit. It usually wasn't like close friends or again, if it was close friends, I would probably just go there and go to the thing. So, because usually, with, yeah, with fear of missing out, I think how it was tied to college is that you, it's also linked to people who are trying to pull you away from doing the hard thing that will have a better long-term result in your life. So, for example, you might need might want to study for an exam, but you've got friends who want you to go out they just want you to be out because they don't want to feel so guilty about being out. If there's more people out, they don't feel they don't feel as guilty. So that's one aspect of it. Obviously, that's, that's uh, just one aspect of it. Obviously, there's genuine friends who want you to go out and socialize. So that's nuanced. But that's one aspect of it there with the FOMO. Fear of missing out. So they're the main things. I'm going to keep this short today. Just mimetic desire. Something to think about. It, could, it might help explain... Some of the desires you might currently have that you're perplexed with, I think it can help save me anyway, some heartache, some frustration of feeling like I'm going after things that I, I don't really know where the pull's coming from. 
So it's, it's good. It's another way of questioning this stuff. So that's it. Thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I'd appreciate it if you give a rating and a review wherever you're listening to it too. Uh, my new book, The Edge, Finding Your Creative Edge, is out as well. If you want to give that a read, the link will be in the show notes underneath the YouTube video as well. And if you're watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, leave a comment, and engage. Thanks again for listening, and I will speak to you on the next episode.